0: I can neither see nor hear you.
1: Huh? How rude. Oh, no, you're not going to pick up. You sent me a big heart. Call failed. Gonna try again. (gasps) Hello. Hi, you...
0: Ah uh, in England
1: i am I am I've been thinking for the last week winter is coming, and um <sighs> it uh shall we say came <laughs> I'm
0: not leaning into that, not this morning. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things.
1: I'm Simon Ellis.
0: And I'm Lee
1: Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Um, And I'm back. You're back, back, back where you belong. Wow. Um, if you or any of our listeners ever thought, I know, here's a good idea. Fly from New Zealand to England.
0: <laughs> so on a scale of one, two, I have just been dug up. How bad do you feel?
1: I feel, um, oh yeah, it's so discombobulating. Mm. I mean, it's a very, it's uh yeah, what is it? It's Ten hours, Auckland, Singapore. More than about three hours in Singapore and then 14 to London. That's. Maybe it was 13.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) And the worst thing was that um, I'd been, um, I thought I'd been pretty clever, which is always. (laughs) (laughs) And so on the first leg to Singapore, I thought, because there was pretty, the flights were pretty quiet on the way there. Yeah. So I booked a middle seat. So the in that that plane, it's three, 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 three on the outside, three seats in the middle, three on the other side. Oh, and you went and so like I,
0: as in middle, as in right, in the very, very center of the aeroplane.
1: N- no, I put okay. myself in the B aisle, hmm. uh-huh. um, which means the middle of the left left hand three. Okay. Thinking no one's going to choose to sit beside me either side, and I was right. Oh, great. And then I got cocky because the <laughs> the second flight was uh, a 343. So it was an an A380, much bigger, much quieter. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll book myself in what is effectively the E aisle. So the second of the four, thinking mm. no one is going to book any of those four seats. And then I would have four seats to lounge across. Oh. And I got to my seat and um, there were two people in the... <laughs> and the flight was quite full,
0: oh wow,
1: but then um the three on the left this is fascinating isn't it the Absolutely. three on the left you can, uh, you, can tell, mean,
0: you can tell by the look on my face I'm cutting the fuck out of this
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short uh, the late. three were empty the three the, the three were <laughs> the three on the left were empty, and as soon as the doors closed, I whipped over there and um had three seats for myself on the way back. Ah, right almost... Should I turn this video off so that i don 't see how bored you are with my um...
0: i mean I think you'll still know i think <laughs> I think my ennui will just like come at you in waves <laughs>
1: <laughs> The thought of your ennui coming at me in any style or fashion is just uh just terrifying oh. Um, I'm taking the
0: mickey out of you as if I've had a more exciting week, but really I haven't. The high pain (laughs) was some new heating being fitted yesterday. What kind of heating? Well, as you know, we live in a property that was built in 1580. It doesn't have gas laid on, so we are entirely reliant upon electric. um, But you do have
1: gas hobs, don't you?
0: No, no, no. No, we have halogen. Again, welcome the living listeners to the fabulously exciting world of Simon and Lee where they talk about choosing aeroplane seats and what kind of
1: heat source they have in their house. Wow. Yeah, we are setting the bar super high. Oh yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, everything is electric. The only thing that is a real flame is the stove. We have a wood-burning stove.
1: That's right. And so It's funny you use the word stove there. Use yeah. the word stove. What would you call it? I would always think of that as something for cooking. You can cook on them. But you haven't, have you? You know I have. Have you? Of course I
0: have. Nobody gives you a wood-burning stove when you don't go, I wonder what I can cook on this. Turns out and quite what a lot.
1: what have you cooked?
0: Soup. Well, up in the lounge. Yeah, yeah. I made a soup and then I uh, I made some flatbreads to go with it. And Bob looked at me and went, well, this is an awful lot of faff when we have a perfectly serviceable kitchen downstairs. And I was like, yes, but what if we ever need to? She went, mm-hmm. You could have done this experiment when we needed to.
1: And um, so have you... Have you um Oh, uh, uh, that's exciting! This is you've you've um you can safely cut out my seat um, story now because <laughs> because
0: I once made soup on a wood burning stove in my front room, but that's that's not the exciting story of the week because this was a while ago that I made the soup on the stove. Mm. The exciting thing is that we had a new storage heater fitted.
1: But it's an electric one.
0: Yes. Wow. Yes, yeah, so we have a new storage heater, um, and. It was all done very quickly and excitingly. I had a man come round to see if he could fix the old one, which has been broken for nearly two years. <laughs> and so,
1: wait, a storage heater. What is a storage heater? Is that to do with your hot, your the heating of the hot water?
0: No, um, a storage heater stores heat. I'd like to sound like I was trying to be sarcastic then, but I'm not. It, they they are a very Old designed piece of electrical um, heating, and they are filled with bricks.
1: Filled with bricks.
0: Yeah, these kind of um, special, special kinds of bricks that retain heat.
1: Retain heat. Yeah. And yeah. what
0: happens is they um, they switch on overnight. In the UK, there is something called Economy Seven. So between the hours of I think twelve at midnight and seven o'clock six. in the morning, it's mm. six o'clock in the morning. I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I there is I. I've always assumed it was twelve to seven because it's called economy seven I might be wrong ah. I may be wrong but it um, it's cheaper it's cheaper to run the um, appliances overnight, which is why you're supposed to put your dishwasher and your washing machine on a timer and, and get it to start doing things after 12 o'clock at night and if people don't do that take this as a piece of advice it will just change your life anyway so um, yeah so it's it stores heat. Um, and then just gently leeches it out during the day, and then it usually has a little boost at some point during the day to just tick it over. But the majority it, of the heat source comes from uh, Economy 7. God, I'm boring.
1: No, no, it's... um. Well, I'm not going to say that you're boring or that I have the power to cut this out. Um, <laughs> but um, does that mean that it's like it's heating the whole house? It's like sort of just uh, this gentle warmth that permeates the house is that the idea yeah
0: yeah we've got we've got two we've got one in the hallway and one in the front room and as you know our front room is
1: um quite large
0: i was gonna say quite big
1: yeah it is big
0: and it's quite frosty because it's quite big um it's not frosty right now i'm sitting here thinking i might need to sit in my t-shirt
1: wow which means do you have the uh, the stove on as well cooking no
0: no no i'm not cooking any soup uh which sounds like such a euphemism right now doesn't it (laughs) I don't know
1: why I don't know. euphemism for what i don't know
0: like cooking soup just sounds like i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't sound like you're cooking soup it sounds like i'm cooking soup i don't know it just sounds <laughs> sounds upsetting and a bit distressing anyway no the only heat source is this lovely new heater and it's really hot which means i'm going to have to go back to the um settings the settings and and turn it down because i think we've got it fixed for a 20 a 21 degrees so i might need to take it, it down a little does
1: it does it have a, an app?
0: Yeah, it does have an app, but I'm not using the app.
1: You're not using the app, or you are?
0: No, no, not yet. Um, at the moment, I'm, it was only installed yesterday. I'm very happy to just be trying to get to grips with the... Um, the, manual, the manual controls. The manual controls, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That has been the absolute high point, because as Bob has pointed out, we have been going to bed earlier and earlier and earlier over the as it's got colder and colder and colder because it is cold in our house it's not anymore but it was because we have had no functional heating in the top floor of the house
1: wow and so um so you'll be able to stay up late now
0: i'll still go to bed but yeah at least it, at least i'll be going to bed out of choice not because i'm cold or what i used to do was i used to fall asleep on the floor Bob would have to wake me up at about eleven or twelve o'clock because I would have just conked out like a corpse. Just like <clears throat> I just I would just be spread in all kinds of unpleasant shapes, and Bob would have to gently. But why wake didn't you me. go to bed? Because I'd be talking to Bob or reading a book or watching the telly, and then I would just pass out. Oh, I see. And like you, even in the cold. No, this is this was when I used to be warm. So I haven't fallen asleep on the floor for a couple of years.
1: Because it's too cold. Because
0: it's too cold. So all the way during lockdown, we, we've had no heating upstairs because it broke just before lockdown and we couldn't get anybody to come around. And then, you know, you get you just get used to something and then you forget about it.
1: And, but you have had the stove upstairs, though, yeah, which must we, have been warming there.
0: Yes, yeah. it, it has, yeah. But, but that's also, that was kind of like a weekend treat we'd put the stove on. I wouldn't have the stove on all day, every day. That would be a lot of wood to burn.
1: Yes, it would be. Do you know that I'm in isolation?
0: I thought that you might be. Is this because of the new rules or were these the rules that were already in place for you?
1: These are new rules.
0: Right. So, so you have to be are... in isolation until you've had your day two or before negative PCR result. Is
1: that correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I arranged the what was going to be a lateral flow and then they changed the rules so then it, into a PCR. Mm. But I'm sending it away. But you you, could, you can go to places to get them done. Yeah, like um,
0: you can organise to have it done just as you arrive. That's one of the things that we did over the summer.
1: Uh, so because mine is probably going to arrive while we're recording, actually, but it means because I'm sending it, it's going to take some time to get the result.
0: Mm, what a great thing for you to not have to leave the house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it does end up, as I think I told you yesterday, it means that... I did fall asleep at 10 a.m. and woke up at 4 p.m. with a short break for lunch yesterday. It wasn't ideal, um, getting over jet lag, uh, a, str- a strategy for getting over jet lag.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you say that, but I just, just, think, sleep. I just think sleep. You know, why, yeah. why are we trying to get back to normal? What's it for?
1: Well, just so I can sort of have a functional conversation during the day. But who with? Well, I'm, you know, I, I'm married yeah but you can do that when you're snoozy. you know There's nothing better,
0: I think, than having a, like a snoozy chat.
1: Yeah, I get a little bit um I think, I, I think my the degree of incoherence is quite high. <laughs> okay,
0: I, I have never woken up next to you, so I couldn't comment
1: on that. I know that would be that's, um, that's season three of Midlifeing.
0: I'm just pausing to reflect upon how people heard that.
1: You mean, they're thinking, wow, are there seasons?
0: Well, no, I was thinking more, do people imagine that we're going to move into a quadruple? Do people think <laughs> we're going to move out of our uh, respective heteronormative pairings and, and become a, a podcasting queer powerhouse? What are they, <laughs> what are they expecting from that statement? Because, you know, it's, it's all to play for.
1: Yes, yes, I can um, just tune in. Yeah, I can in, hardly wait to find in out. Myself. Season
0: three? Are we still in season one? Because oh, we're in season quite, two. Oh, jeez, are we? Oh yeah, yeah. We're yeah, in yeah. our sophomore season.
1: We're in. A, we, I think we've discussed this before. The difficult sophomore um, album.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely difficult times. Um, yeah, but no, I do feel a bit ratchet. It's fair to say.
0: Mm. I'm so sorry to hear that you're wretched, because that's no fun at all.
1: I actually said rat shit, but... Um... <laughs> Did
0: you? You said rat shit. I heard wretched because I yeah. am classy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you put the S in the class. Um, or the you, into class. Well, the R into
0: class. It's entirely up to you. That's
1: right. That's right. Are we in Adelaide or in Melbourne? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit hard to concentrate.
0: mm so obviously, recording a podcast was a great idea.
1: Yes, you did have the excellent idea yesterday of um, of recording just as I woke up at four o'clock. I like that you were so keen to interrupt your um, or to halt your work day in order to um, podcast. You did see, I did, it did make me smile that
0: I have been okay. So my work week is is made up of a real. It feels like massive record scratching. You know, I'm I'm doing one thing and then there's just this like course correction. So it's that time of year where I'm preparing third years for dissertations. And the thing about preparing third years or supporting third years as they find their way in their independent research is that you find yourself reading stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily read about. And some of it you go, fucking hell, this is exciting. And I'm delighted to report that for the most part, it's been fucking hell, this is exciting.
1: You mean this is things that students have been writing? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's more about some of the research because where I am right now is I've been marking their annotated bibliographies, so they've been bringing research to me, and some of the sources that they've brought to me have just been really interesting, and mm. I've gone off and like clicked the link or, or or followed followed myself, followed myself, followed them down a rabbit hole and, and done some reading. So there's been that which has been really interesting and really nourishing, and then there's been. And writing documents for the validation event that's coming up in the new year. Which, frankly, is like pulling teeth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a special kind of... um Special kind of... Hell, Yeah. That. <laughs> Hell. yeah. yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just... I mean, I know it's got to be done in quality assurance and blah, blah, blah. But motherfucker. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. Because what I was going to say is... I've been reading some really interesting things.
1: Mm. Can you give an example? I can. I it, will. Is it will, podcast I, worthy? Oh, you, I think. Or you, should I go back to talking about my seating in the um, A380?
0: Hey, it's it's on a par with the seating on the A380. You know. Mm. So let's uh, let's both dial up and dial down things our to edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I started the week. Um, with a student's title that was something along the lines of Revisiting Second Wave Feminism in Performance, colon, the pro-sex, anti-sex debate, full stop. And I was like, fuck, that's a great title. And, you know, she starts with um, The Evident Problems of the Gynocentric Nature of Second Wave Feminism need to be addressed but nevertheless and I'm just thinking this is so exciting so I spent a little bit of time reminding myself of second wave feminism and then the massive boot in the arse that neoliberal ideologies gave to um, to communal ideological processes like uh, second wave feminism.
1: And so if you were a midlifing listener who didn't know what first wave feminism was, what would second uh, give us a quick Quick um, yeah. pricey we, of first and second waves.
0: If we think of first wave feminism as kind of like the suffragette movement, yeah. yeah, if So just, just getting the vote. Yeah, getting the vote, being recognized as, as being um, human. Human, yeah. Rather than chattel,
1: property. Yeah, so that's we're talking eighteen uh, hundreds really, more or less, aren't we? Mid eighteen hundreds,
0: yeah, through through to the early nineteen hundreds as well. Because oh, you know, yes. it goes on for a while. Women's suffrage is not kind of it's not a bell that's rung overnight. It goes on and on and on and on. There's yeah. a wonderful piece of writing by a, a, a performance academic called Leslie Hill, um, and it's I think it's I think the title of it is "Suffragettes Invented Performance Art." It's a great idea. Mm. Uh, and, you know, they're throwing yourself in front of the king's horse, which,
1: yeah, yeah. oh, I've forgotten her name, which is embarrassing. Oh. oh, yes, you mean Emily Davison, who threw herself in front of the king's horse. That's the right. Epsom, the Epsom Derby on the 4th of June in 1913. Oh, well remembered. Yeah, I couldn't quite pull that Thank information you. from my head. Um, but yeah, well, Sometimes I remember <laughs> things, too. <laughs> <laughs> All I was getting was suffragette, City. <laughs>
0: Isn't it interesting how, when you're trying to remember something, sometimes the internal soundtrack of our brains is just so loud it drowns everything else out?
1: I think that's not even some not sometimes. That's all the time.
0: Yeah. So first wave uh, is getting the vote. Second wave, I suppose, really uh, people might under- might might kind of think about um, the idea of women's lib, women's liberation. So I'm guessing that's a a phrase that most people will have heard of, and the idea of burning your bra. That's effectively the emergence of second wave feminism. Uh, lots, and 60s, 70s. Yeah, 60s, 70s, exactly. And um, a lot of it is, a lot of the language is connected to the idea that the personal is political. So asking mm-hmm. for workplace changes, recognising uh, that the, the, the reproductive rights of women um, are, so, you know, to the... I said Roe v. Wade
1: thing. was in that time. Right? Yep,
0: absolutely. So, <laughs> so as we know, these are... Still, incredibly vital and present conversations that are happening around the world, and also the idea of reproductive rights for women, the idea of being able to um, to get a fair um, maternity cover, those sorts of things were were part of the narrative. Yeah, that, that whole territory of second wave feminism is 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 quite gynocentric in its um, in its focus, which means that, and I'm I'm not trying to fast forward us to cancel culture but that's why we've had quite a lot of backlash from women who might be articulating themselves as second-wave feminists in relationship to narratives about trans bodies, because they have been effectively cooked in the juice of a gynocentric understanding of what feminism is. Yeah, so I was just rereading all that stuff, and there's this, like, very clearly um, contemporary... Uh, feminist, as in this third year student that I'm thinking about, writing to not to reclaim second wave feminism, although maybe to reclaim sec- second wave feminism and just to explore that uh, the complexity that was already there about the pro sex and anti sex narratives that were inside of it, particularly in relationship to questions of pornography. So now that you're back. In the UK, how are you feeling about the, I'm guessing you walked away, walked away, you didn't walk away, you flew away. It was before Christmas? Oh, start again.
1: No, no, wait. What? Go
0: Go on. No, I was going to say that you went, what, before Halloween? Were you gone before Halloween or were you here in the UK for Halloween?
1: I was away two months. I left on oh, the 2nd of October. So,
0: you have missed not only the encroachment Halloween. of weather. Yeah, you've missed Halloween. You've missed bonfire night. So, you've come back to, like, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I know they have Christmas oh, in oh, New oh. Zealand. <laughs> they, do. But, they do. But what's it like coming back to the uh, industrial complex of Noel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty intense. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. All I can think about is isolation and just think about how many people are on that plane and wondering to me, what percentage of the people on that plane will actually be isolating? All of them,
0: because it's the rules.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have,
0: I missed, have I missed something there? I think you might have
1: missed that memo. I was, oh, th- okay. I was thinking about on the tube on the way in that I reckon 30% were not wearing masks and this is now that masks are now mandatory yeah. again on the... That's three and ten, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, so Christmas. I, what I haven't even done with Lil is we haven't even talked about um, what we might be doing, like what we might, what kind of food we might have, and none of that's happened. I have been keep about marmalade.
0: Ooh, what, making marmalade? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I love marmalade. I was just saying to Bob I know. just this morning. You inspired me with it. That marmalade is my favourite, as we have marmalade
1: on jam. Marmalade on jam? Marmalade on toast. It's mm, like a double cheeseburger, <laughs> yeah, is marmalade, it? With marmalade with jam. on
0: so, what do you think you're going to have? What's the Christmas menu?
1: I don't know. Come I just on. don't. Know. You must
0: have like secret secret desires.
1: I know, I don't know. I have been so far away from the idea or well, partly because it's also been I, I've just rocked out of summer. Yeah, so it's um I've got I've gotten used to the idea that Christmas doesn't happen in summer. Are you doing Christmas presents?
0: Do you have any like um No. You don't, you know.
1: No. No, presents don't happen anymore for us.
0: Okay. Not even like little things? Well, uh, like uh, a stocking.
1: No. Okay. okay. No. No, we're um fully in the uh uh no present um brigade. Um no but do you uh oh, anyway, should we stop? <laughs> is
0: that enough? No. Nope. <laughs> I want to ask, do you have any specific um like rituals, Christmas rituals, things that you always oh, do? Yes.
1: yes, definitely we have a Christmas ritual which is to cook something which is totally everyday and un and takes very little effort.
0: So that's Christmas Day.
1: That's a little bit like, it is a little bit like being, um, what's the, the, it's a bit grinchy. um, Because we're a little bit like we're going to try and do the opposite of what happens at Christmas, which is everyone has incredibly rich food that never normally gets eaten yeah. and is expensive and painful to cook which is we, what you like, do
0: most weekdays exactly. <laughs> exactly so it's like a break from that like yeah. we
1: might buy croissants two days before and then make you know like uh, like chocolate croissants by putting bits of chocolate in them and then heating them up of the oven yeah things like that yeah yeah right. exactly very very simple so I don't know but I will as I as details come to hand I will um,
0: uh, um, furnish us with that information
1: Furnish, I, you, you, you do have a remarkable way with words, I have to say. That's it's only because I've had a full night's sleep. <laughs> well, I had, yeah, I slept all day, and also I did sleep pretty well, given, uh, given how. Um, so, are you just whining? Had... Are you just
0: whining about having, oh, I had to come all the way from New Zealand, but I've slept really well, and actually, I'm quite refreshed
1: refreshed is not how i feel but yes um i'm just whining oh come on do
0: you know what you need you need a big old turkey get it stuffed
1: i need to duck (laughs) and oh god that whole
0: that that thing of putting something in something in something makes me feel quite bilious
1: i think that lee miller that is something that you and i can agree on (laughs)